0: March 3rd, 1912, Nashville, Tennessee. My dearest Lucy, How maddening and yet relieving it is to write this letter to you. Maddening, for I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that my words to you and the contents you've by now found in the box accompanying this letter, contents that I'm certain have furrowed your ever-lovely brow in confusion, though well-intended, may in truth be the words and baubles that seal my eternal fate. Every curve of every letter that I've written here may in actuality be the last needed evidence for the almighty of my life's total and complete failure. Maddening, as I realize how the unquenchable fires of hell are nearer now to my bones and flesh bones and flesh that must forever burn for what I'm doing now than they've ever been in my life, maddening at my knowing what may become of you and your precious soul, that it too may dance the flames of Hades with mine for my godless actions this night. And yet, there is strange relief. I sit here tonight with trembling fingers before a fire aching in vain to be fed. I chose to have no whiskey tonight. I chose to be as alert as a sentry, as wide awake as a young boy straining to hear the soft footfalls of Santa Claus on the roof. I chose a rare sobriety out of selfishness, for I'd have never written this letter to you in my usual state. For the last 47 years of my life, I've been drunk. You, of course, know all about this. Family talks, of course. I have intentionally, for the better part of half a century, remained at least partially drunk from sun up to sundown, and drunker still once the sun bids the fare thee well to the darkening land. Therein lies the relief. Relief from what, you might ask? And how might abstaining from drink elicit relief in one who feeds from the bottle's meager mercies? The abstinence plays no part in the relief. It's the knowing that the game may be up. It's the knowing that, come what may, and though it is still a gamble, I may enter into God's open arms and look upon her no more. Though I pray for angels, devils may scream in their stead, of this I know. But it's an icy pair of dice that I must toss, a cold hand I must play. Even though I write to you tonight with a clear head, my sweet Lucy, I know I must seem a raving lunatic by your scrutiny. Allow me an attempt at clarification, however opaque the clarification. May seem. I cannot and will not attempt to put into words the horrors of my life. I cannot and will not survey the back pastures of my days, for they hold scenes that would send the most wicked of men into straight waistcoats. And I have not the stomach, the nerve, nor the time to recall such ghastly and ungodly events. You will have plenty of such to savor with your grandfather's journal entries. You needn't know of mine, too. I'll make my next words straightforward. Nothing cryptic or indecipherable. Lucy, my dear niece, tonight I will send this package to post with a clear head and a steady gait. I will then dress in the brand new suit of clothes I just this week purchased for this very occasion. I will pray a rosary for my soul and for yours. Then with your great-grandmother's rosary beads laced through my fingers, the same worn rosary that saint of a woman believed brought me and your late father unscathed from the champing jaws of lincoln's war i will put a bullet into my heart and i will die in the package you should receive by post within the month lucy will be this letter But far, far more vital to your well-being, to your sanity, to the ultimate salvation or loss of your immortal soul than the scattered putterings of this old man's final thoughts will be the journal entries you'll find accompanying this letter, your grandfather's journal entries, and the items you'll find, odd and macabre as they may be. When you read the journal entries, you will understand the significance of the objects. The rest will be up to you, Lucy. I was not strong enough to let her die with me I wish to God I were but just like my father your grandfather who has been dead low these many years I had to at least try God's mercy though his promise and mine came from the lips of one of the devil's harlots herself just like your grandfather I hadn't the backbone or the fortitude to try God's mercy without the compromise without following their cursed instructions Lucy, the only flower of my heart, my last remaining blood relative, the only balm for my soul tonight as I write this letter by the dying fire is the realization that you are of middle age and not young as I was when I received the complete journal and the same items you're soon to receive by post. You have passed many a peaceful and prosperous year without fear and nightmares while the lion's share of my days have been spent in shadow and dread. And it's my hope and fervent prayer that your God-given wisdom, due to those rich, blessed decades, will trump much of the horror. And maybe allow you the backbone that eluded your grandfather and I. Maybe you will summon strength from ancestors of old, cripple, or cast her away. And maybe, just maybe, she won't come to you at all. Maybe two generations of decay will satisfy her. Lucy... Witches are real. The devil is real. God is real. And though I go to him tonight by my own hand, following instructions most certainly aimed at finally destroying me completely and eternally, I go with a sliver of hope. If I escape hell, I know my cowardly actions here tonight are at the very least affording me centuries in purgatory to weep and wail for my cowardice. So while I still have breath in my lungs and fingers to write, I'll offer up one last prayer. May blessed Mary, mother of God and Joseph, her spouse, and all the saints and angels in heaven, pray for my poor soul for what I have done and will be doing here tonight. And may God and you, Lucy, should you prove stronger in blood and spirit than I ever was, find a way to forgive me for sending her to you. Postscript. I received your grandfather's journal in full. No page left unadorned with hellish prose in the year 1865. As if it were yesterday, I recall the ominous look his eyes wore the day he draped that old black wool coat over my shoulders and told me to wear it, and how he took off running toward the barn upon completion of his demand. Unlike him, out of Christian charity, I've provided you with sufficient evidence in the entries I've chosen to send in the package, and by no means the entire journal. The entries i chose from his journal fell on dates of significance to your grandfather when he first looked upon the witch his wedding day the days your father and i were born your grandfather's first day preaching your grandmother's funeral when your grandfather had to officiate a hanging when your father and i came home from the civil war and his very last entry which answered so many of my nagging childhood questions but left me with nightmares enough to supply an army any more would have been malice on my part for there were entries spanning 24 years many of which your kind heart could never have endured some things are just too awful to read post -post postscript i pray this package reaches you before you return home to chicago for i'd rather you receive it on a foreign shore i'd rather you receive it and choose never to return Putting the whole of the Atlantic Ocean between you and this cursed land may, in fact, aid in some way. Stoker said Dracula couldn't cross water of his own volition in his wonderful book from a few years back. Maybe neither can a witch. Eternally yours, Jeremiah Walker Cole. Post, post, postscript. This last note is going to sound bizarre. "'more bizarre than what preceded it, if that is even possible. "'I had already sealed this letter and was well on my way out the door "'when the ragged wretch leapt from my dark study, "'blocking my path across the door's threshold. "'She insisted my letter wasn't complete, "'and she did it in that god-awful drawl "'that I've grown so sickeningly numb and accustomed to. "'I've tried my damnedest to write it out just the way she said it. "'I hope you can understand her dialect.' She shouted, "'That letter I ain't done now. "'You tell that gal to keep hit on her, "'on her body somewhere, "'cause hit may get rocky out yon on the water.'" I haven't the foggiest idea of what she meant, Lucy, but she insisted I tear open the letter and tell you this verbatim as best I could anyhow. "'Make of it what you will.'"